Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we are breaking down the first preseason game of the 2021 season. Patriots football is back. And for the first time since January of 2020, it was played in front of a live audience. It was a hell of a game. This is going to be a heck of a show. So buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has Pass. Wilson. Quick throw. And it's good. Intercepted. Patriots football is here, and we were all there to witness it for the first game. Uh, a lot of excitement tonight, I thought. A lot of excitement. Uh, you guys enjoy it? Had a good time? Yeah, I had a great time. This was, I mean, it was the first game in 586 days, I think, in front of fans at Gillette. It was my first game at Gillette in probably, I don't know, four years, five years. So just being in the building during a football game and not a walkthrough practice was Awesome. I, I think I could have been in, you know, Seattle and I would have loved it. It was just it was so cool watching football live. Yeah, good experience. I thought um obviously the build up, right? Cam Mac, like no fans there. There was no preseason last year. I, I was saying today, I, I kind of forget how much I enjoy preseason football. Um right, because you get to see everybody. Obviously, there's a lot of um build up towards that game because there's usually weeks of practices where guys are doing well guys are struggling there's bubble guys there's it's just an opportunity to get like a big picture of the whole team how good you are um i was really excited and excited for overreactions because as you guys know who listen to this jared stidham first preseason game versus detroit <laughs> dimed it up to jacoby myers yep. i knew both of them would be good i thought both of them would be good one of them panned out to be pretty good um so i'm super ready to dive into some overreactions and and, and everything, even though I think that was just them setting up certain situations for guys, which we can get into. But uh, all in all, was was a fun night. Great to be back there. Felt normal again. Um, and, and I'm excited for the season. I think they got a pretty good team. Yeah, it was good. It was good. And let's get into let's get into Cam Mack right away. Um, obviously, Cam gets a start, plays the first quarter. Mack gets second and third quarter, and then they take in Brian Hoyer for the fourth quarter. Um, I thought Cam looked fine. He didn't look bad. Um, he didn't look much better than he did last year, to be honest with you. He just kind of looked the same. And I thought Mac looked pretty good. I mean, you know, he had some he had some missed throws. He had some throws that weren't exactly where you wanted him to be. Um, threw a great pass to Wilkinson, 
deep that Wilkinson dropped. Um, but he found some spots. He found some places to throw the ball. I thought he looked pretty good overall. I was pretty happy with Max' first uh, first performance. Again, am I giving him the job right now based on that? Absolutely not. Um, but but I was pretty happy with with his performance moving forward. Well, you said it too. Like I think today was a pretty telltale sign of who's their quarterback right now. Uh, can't play two series, man. Like that, that yeah. first one was 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 a picture of. 2020 right like blown up screen blown up on the backside there obviously chase young's a problem he's going to do that to a lot of left tackles um and then comes back has a good bounce back drive they move down the field can't punch it in in the red area field goal three points like that that was cam newton last year and the offense obviously they moved the ball a little bit more efficiently uh nice play to myers uh obviously you saw the versatility of johnny smith took a little shallow crosser 16 yards up the sidelines They've missed that yak ability from that position from really anybody for the last few years. Then you turn it over. Uh, Mac gets a ton of playing time. I think they were throwing a lot of situations for him. Um, Mac, that that first ball he threw was obviously underthrown. Great catch from Myers. They don't review it. They give the kid a chance at third and five. I think that was probably them looking at it like, all right, I'd rather have Mac in third and five here in his first first drive, see what he does, than you know have him move the change on a little bit of a wobbly pass. Um, but like I said, all in all, I think that was a telltale sign. Uh, he kind of played as much as Brady typically. Well, Brady wouldn't play in the first game, but you don't really know because there's only three games now. Right. Um, but he played as much as a starting quarterback would play. And Mac Jones played a lot like a rookie trying to get his feet wet first time. Let's go out there and see what you can do. Yeah, I mean, Mac did exactly what Stidham, Castle, Kevin O'Connell, like any quarterback that they've drafted in the past 15, 20 years. That that's what they've done in their rookie season in the preseason. You know, they've played two quarters and they've kind of taken the bulk of the load. Um, Ryan Mallett. Ryan Mallett. Yeah, like <laughs> stuff like that. So um, and the big thing overall for me, what I saw out of them was they both looked really comfortable. Cam, for me, the comfortability, like getting in and out of the huddle, quick calls, like it wasn't, you know, last year they'd be in the huddle and they wouldn't break the huddle till there was 10 seconds left on the play clock. You know, like they I I don't know if he was completely comfortable at all. Today he was comfortable. The the offense and who knows, it could all it was probably scripted, right? So there wasn't much going on in the huddle, but he definitely looked more comfortable um within the offense on the field with a with a live rush in front of him, you know, maybe not so much. But um I think he looked more comfortable than last year. Uh and then Mac Jones for a rookie quarterback to go out there and command the offense like he did with the amount of guys that he was playing with, he probably played with, I don't know, 25 different players, maybe 30, you know, around him in, in those two quarters that he played. And there there weren't many mistakes or snafus in that that time frame. Dude, he got drafted 105 days ago. Like I, yep. and maybe I'm biased because it's he's a first round pick. We're obviously excited for him. I really haven't seen a rookie quarterback come in and be able to grasp things as quickly as he has. Uh, he looks comfortable. He looks confident, poised, uh, right? Like did have some throws off the money. I think that's expected. Good thing is he got hit a couple times, got back mm-hmm. up. Got, he, he got everything he needed today. Uh, and his last throw of the day, they were like third and 26. He moved up in the pocket. He'd been under pressure that whole drive. And he just missed Gunner. That was the Wilkerson ball up the sidelines. It was beautiful. Dropped it right in the bucket. He put it in a spot where Wilkers, Wilkerson could make a play on it. It was pretty good coverage. Knocked the ball out. I think a, a, a better receiver probably makes that catch. Uh, probably attacks it a little bit better. But that throw to Gunner, 
was one of his most Im- impressive throws of the night. Moved up in the pocket, threw it about 45. That had about 45, 50 air yards on it. And if Gunner's three inches taller, he makes that catch. Uh, so I think Mac was was as good as advertised, if not better tonight. I agree. Uh, you know what? They didn't show it on the replay. I thought Gunner slowed down just a little bit before Mac threw the ball. And again, maybe I maybe I'm just seeing things. I thought he slowed down a little bit before he threw it. Um, and then, you know, and then Mac obviously laid it out there for him. So, uh, you know, but either way, it was good to see it. And I thought that Mac played well. And again, we we all kind of look at this and say, Cam's a starter and Mac's gonna have to win the job. And I don't think that's gonna happen. Now, if Cam struggles the way he did last year and he has a hard time moving the offense and he's not being accurate and everything like that. If Cam's picking up, if Mac, I'm sorry, is picking up the offense and feels comfortable in it, maybe they make a move. Maybe they do, right? Um, that's not off the table. But I think week one, starting the season, and the plan for them moving forward is that Cam's going to be the starting quarterback. And I think that kind of everyone should feel that same way. Like this um, is what's going to happen. They he run, like Mac Jones runs the offense so much more efficiently. I feel. I mean, he didn't really play with the ones. Like he got like one drive, maybe maybe two. Yeah. Uh, with starting caliber players, I know is he, he threw an absolute laser to to Bourne, so he definitely got some reps. But um, I, I think Mac Jones is is much more efficient in the offense that they want to run. I just don't know how comfortable they feel throwing him out there week one. I also yeah. don't know how confident I am in them turning things over. Like I, I really, as good as he's looked and as good as he's going to continue to to grow and improve. I just I, I don't know. I can't really see them making a switch five weeks in, six weeks in, eight weeks in if things are going relatively well. Like I even think if they're a five hundred football team, you you don't see him. So it's gonna be frustrating at times. I think you're gonna see some some of Cam that, you know, you're just like, oh, you know, like he missed that one or it's not running as smooth. Um and, and you're get people are gonna be calling for Mac. Uh, but I, I don't know I don't know how confident I am and how much we're going to see him this year as good as he's looked. Yeah, and that that's the big thing, you know. For me, we talked about or I talked about comfortability. Like they just spent 13 months trying to build this offense around what Cam Newton does well. Um, they're obviously not going to change everything, but they installed all this new stuff for the past year they're not going to like lose two games and be like, all right, uninstall it all. We're going back to the way we used to do things. And we're going to throw a rookie to the wolves. Like that's just, that's not how they do things. I don't think any smart football team would do things like that. Like you're going to, you're going to have growing pains. Yeah. But there's, you have plenty of time with Mac Jones to put like, wait for the right situation. Um, And as we move on to kind of like the rest of the team, it's a good football team. It's a talented football team. Like there's a lot of good football players um, in that system. So you can win games without perfect quarterback play or without great quarterback play with, with a subpar guy, like a guy who's kind of past his prime as I think we can all agree. Like he's not who he used to be cam, but you can win football games with him as your quarterback, just based off the talent you have alone. Right. I agree. And let's, let's move away from the quarterback position. Like you said, and look at the running backs and obviously Ramondre Stevenson, had the night, uh, you know, rush for two touchdowns, the 91 yard, of course, putting the cap on the game that just running away from everyone. He showed great balance on the sideline, too. I mean, breaking that tackle on the sideline and then just outrunning everyone was fantastic. But after the Joe Juan Williams interception, 
they just handed the ball off to him like four or five straight times, and he just pounded six. in for a touchdown. Six. There you go. Yep. Six straight times. He just pounded in for a touchdown. So, um, you know, it's just it, – it was it was the Ramondre Stevenson game. I think this is what you said, Keegan, the Ramondre Stevenson game. Like, that's just it. Like, you know, he, he showed out tonight. But I thought – I loved what Sony looked like tonight. I thought you saw something similar to what you saw last year where he really has some juice in those legs again. And I think he's healthy for the first time in a long time. Um, and so that's exciting. Obviously, Damian Harris looked pretty good, limited work, but looked good when he was out there. JJ Taylor, you know, again, is shifty and and just hard to bring down on his first attempt on the first tackle. So um, he he looked good too. You got a and of course James White. You got a really good running back room that is one of the you know one of the deepest in the NFL. You may not have the top end talent that some teams like Cleveland have, but like you have so you have a lot of talented guys in that running back room that I don't know how I look at that Ross. I'm like, how did he cut any of those guys? I, I don't feel like, I feel like all those guys were on the team barring injury. Right. I mean, so uh, definitely a lot of depth there, but Stevenson as the rookie showing out, um, you know, of course we'll see what I have to say about it, but he looked pretty darn good. I mean, I said it to you live, Pat, like they don't have a single bad running back on the roster. They don't even have a single like decent running back. They're all good. Like right. they, and they all bring kind of different things to the table. And that's what's so exciting about the group as a whole. Like, like Ramon J. Stevenson brings something different than James White, who brings something different than J.J. Taylor, who brings something different than the two kind of lead backs in Michelle and um, and Harris. And, you know, another thing I said to you while we were watching Stevenson, that first carry he had in the red zone when they just kept giving him the ball, I said, why is James White in the game? Because he was like jumping around three different people and, he probably found four or five yards on that first carry. Like these, these guys all kind of bring a little bit of juice to the table. So it's exciting to see, especially the, the, the most successful Patriots teams in the past, kind of the second half of the dynasty, they've all been those great stables, like with white and Vereen and Bolden and 14 or Dion Lewis added to that group in 16, you know, 18 with Rex Burkhead. Like, They've always had multiple running backs who can do different things and bring different things to the table. So it's exciting to see them kind of get back to that old way of things, especially back to the quarterbacks. You've got a running quarterback who works best when he's got a good stable behind him or a rookie who is going to need good running back play to kind of keep the offense balanced and and keep things successful. It's a really good group. Yeah, and I spoke about – Michelle, and who knows if he's kind of the odd man looking out. I think all camp he's looked healthy, um, quicker, kind of more elusive. I think it's the healthiest we've seen him kind of since that stretch run in, in 2018 as a rookie. Uh, who knows where he sits? He kind of stayed in the game a little bit longer than you typically would like. Um, I do think he finds a way on this team. Certainly there's always a surprise cut. He's certainly a guy that um, could be one of them. Uh, but I think that's a guy that if you have him healthy and you have him going, it takes a lot of pressure off Damien Harris. And, you know, if Damien Harris goes down or, um, you know, gets nicked up, you have a guy who can handle that RB1 workload because you've seen it. Uh, the problem with Sony is he hasn't been able to do that over the last few years because he struggled, you know, staying healthy. This is the first time um, in his career that he hasn't started a training camp out on the pop list. Uh, he, I don't think he's played a preseason. That might might have been his first preseason game of his career. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of promise there. Like I said, does he find his way on the roster? I would think so simply as a depth piece and somebody that can, um, kind of take a little bit of the, the, the load off Harris look to like, you know, 12 to 15 touches a game. 
Uh, we know he's not going to see much time as a receiver, and he's going to be on the field in, in obvious rushing downs. Uh, but I think that's a guy that uh, showed promise and I think is important for him if he wants to kind of get a next contract, whether it's here or somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, and you can never have too many running backs, right? Like like a real running back. I mean, James White's a, a glorified wide receiver. Like we can call it like we see it. So he yeah. plays all 16 games. No real running back plays all 16 games. Like they're going to get nicked up. You're going to need to have some depth depth behind those guys. So I don't see the the problem in keeping Sony Michelle as insurance. Like that's a, a hell of an insurance policy, a former first round pick who was the MVP of the postseason three years ago. <clears throat> right. And I think the other thing with Sony is that he's on in the last year of his deal, of course, they they turned down the fifth year option. But like the thing with me that I look at is that okay, fine, you have him if you trade him, what are you gonna get for him? You're not gonna get much for him, right? So like he's more valuable to you on the team than he is in a trade package. It's just like, if you're going to get a fourth or fifth round pick back for him, like what the hell difference does that make? Like who cares about that? So uh, to me, like you say, Damian Harris gets nicked up a little bit. Sony Michelle can jump right in and, you know, be the lead back for a game. Is Stevenson ready to do that yet? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't necessarily think he is, but he might be a guy that's on the roster and then doesn't necessarily play. Right. He kind of gets uh he kind of is kind of inactive for a lot of those games, as James White was as a rookie, as Damian Harris was as a rookie, as most guys are, except for Tony Michelle, of course, as rookies. So uh, we'll see, but it just kind of seems like there's no real reason to to just cut him or get rid of him for nothing, right? You can get something back for him. Someone's going to send you a second round pick or or a third round pick or a guy that you know, say another outside corner that you you feel like outside corner is. Um, you know, it's a position of need, and they're going to send you an outside corner, whatever form, like, fine, right? A guy you like. But I, I just find that unlikely. I feel like he's more valuable on the team. So so we'll see. I want to flip it over to the other side of the ball, though. Um, I thought, you know, the starting defense, I thought, looked pretty good. I was excited to see Judon. I thought he did not disappoint on the edge. Uh, showed some real burst, made a great play on uh, on a third and short. We came off the edge, flying off the edge and made a play. Uh, made a few plays in pass coverage. Josh Uche made a play, uh, one that was actually ended up getting overturned, um, where he stopped the guy short of a first down and ended up getting overturned and he got the first down. But he was rushing on the play. He took three steps forward, stopped, and then covered JD McKissick, who's a fantastic running back, you know, a fantastic receiving running back out of the backfield, who ran an out route and then stuck with him on the out route and then tackled him the second he caught the ball. I mean, the athleticism from him is is outrageous. Uh, and I thought Jawan Bentley played pretty well in the middle, too. So, of course, Hightower was up there for a little bit. So, I just think the starting defense, of course, you know, Christian Barmore wasn't there. So, the, the you know, the rushing D-tackle when they put in was like Akeem Spence. So, like, you know, there's some things that obviously we're not going to – we'll hopefully see some different things when we get out there, um, you know, week one of the regular season. But, you know, I thought overall I was happy with with, with the way the defense played early on. Um, I think they're going to be uh, just, we talked about it before, a solid unit with a ton of athleticism. Yeah, it was fun to see the the versatility like up front right away. Um, you know, Uche, you mentioned, he rushed the passer. He played as a quarterback spy on a few occasions. You know, they just had him spying Heineke, um, you know, rushed the passer, played the run, played in coverage. Like he did it all. Um, and that's, what all of the linebackers are expected to do, especially in this system, but he, he it just shows up with him. And then Judon, who 
you know, I, I was guilty of it when they signed him. I was like, are they signing a pass rusher? Like they don't do that. That's not what they do. He's not just a pass rusher. Like he's a great run defender. Um, Ronnie Perkins, a rookie who had a mistake, a pretty noticeable mistake where, you know, he kind of got shaken a little bit. He overcommitted on a run play. Next two plays comes after plays downhill, reads his keys, you know, kind of plays it perfectly. Stuff like that, seeing able, being able to see the young guys improve and the vets who are going to be starting and, and playing a lot kind of branch out and do some different things in the preseason is fun. And another thing, Miles Bryant and Joan Williams playing corner and safety in the same game. Yep. Jalen Mills, who will do that in the regular season. Like seeing these guys do all these different things, it, it's um, it's a good sign for the future for Patriots fans being able to kind of expect a lot from all those defensive players. Yeah. Judon obviously, you know, can stop holding our breath. That, that looked a little scary yeah. uh, with the knee was able to come back and he was actually back on the field. I think a few plays later, but uh, I think that's something they've lacked the last few years, that edge play, somebody that can obviously get after the quarterback, right. But can contribute against the run. Judon in like a four play stretch had a run stuff on third down. Uh, like the net, then the next drive, obviously had a quarterback hit. He was in the backfield the entire time he was on the field. Uh, I think that's a guy that will be probably their most important defender down the stretch, other than Stephon Gilmore, if he does get on the field. That's a guy that can do it all, and I think makes that front seven so much better because of the ways you can scheme him up. Yeah. They, no, ahead, sorry, real quick, just now they have guys at all three levels. Like they, they've always had Hightower. You know, they've always had McCourty and, and a guy like Gilmore kind of on the back end. But now you've got a guy up front who can kind of solidify the group as a whole. Um, you've got a stud at all three levels. So um, I think that completely changes the philosophy of a defense. It's not like keep them in front of you. It's go get them. Like we're yeah. not we're not playing back and trying to keep everybody in front of us and kind of playing prevent defense and giving up a million yards like the Patriots have done the past few years. It's no, we're coming after you and we're going to stop you in your tracks. And that's, it's kind of a breath of fresh air for a guy who likes to watch defense. Uh, the last three years that I think they've given up the most yards, but the least amount of points twice in the past five years, like that's ridiculous that yeah, it's not fun to watch. So <laughs> it's going to be nice to see them actually attack on the defensive side of the ball this year. Well, right, and it's not just Judon, right? It's Uche. It's Perkins, who I thought played pretty well, obviously, outside of that play, like you mentioned, Keegan. Like, I thought he played pretty well, you know, and they even asked him to drop into coverage at times, and, and right. you know, and he did that decently well. So, you know, you see guys like that, obviously, Barmore, who didn't play tonight, but, you know, guys that bring that athleticism to it, that it's not just, okay, this one guy, we can scheme up against one guy. We can scheme one guy. But when you have three or four of those guys, well, now we can't really scheme those guys up anymore, right? So um, it is going to be exciting to see what happens. Now, of course, defensively, not all good stuff. Uh, man, Harvey Lange and, uh, and of course, you know, they're not going to make the team anyway. So like, everyone kind of – but Harvey Lange and uh, and um, Cash, Cash. Malua, Jesus, I mean, they just – in anywhere in space was just awful. They were just terrible. And again, like you know, that's not necessarily what they what they're gonna gonna be doing. That's not necessarily what they're good at, but that's what they're asking them to do, and they just can't do it. Um, so that was that was ugly. I thought Henry Anderson was playing with like the threes. He was in the third quarter playing, 
at the end. And I'm like, that is not a good sign when a guy is playing in the third quarter. You know, now maybe like, you know, someone got hurt and then couldn't go back in or and he just jumped in. I'm not sure. But I saw him out there, you know, three or four different times in like late in the third quarter. I'm like, Henry Anderson, like what the hell is he doing out there? So that was a little concerning for me, um, you know, just on his progression and where they think he's going to end up. But, um, you know, we'll see something happen. Something similar happen with um, who's the guy that they had. Was it last year or two years ago that like they signed as a D end and he kind of stunk and he, they ended up cutting Mike him here. That's it. Mike Pinnell. Yep. Another guy from the jets actually um, who like they brought in nah, they didn't like him, and then they cut him, and he ended up playing, I think for the bills or something like that. Like, you know, the Chiefs, right? He won a Super Bowl with Chiefs, yeah. But, you know, but it was one of those things where it was kind of like, you know, he just kind of fell down the depth chart. So I'm hoping the same thing isn't happening with Anderson, but we'll see what happens. Um, But I was, you know, I was happy with, you mentioned Miles Bryant. I was really happy with Bryant. We'll see what the injury looks like. I thought Malik Gant played well um, tonight. And Joe Williams, I mean, you got to give him, you got to give him his flowers at some point, right? He he had a good game. He had a good game. So, um, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and Joe Williams, like, one of the things I've always talked about with him is, like, when is he going to get an opportunity or when is he going to earn an opportunity? Yeah. It's not that he's been horrible when he's on the field. He just doesn't see the field. He doesn't play on the defensive side of the ball. And when he did last year, he didn't have a great game uh, against – he ha- he had a good game against Miami and then kind of stunk it up in the first half against Oakland or right. Las Vegas, and they pulled him, you know? So uh, seeing able to – or being able to see him get an opportunity today – he played well, right spot, right time on the interception. You know, he didn't really have to do a whole lot for that one, but you know, game on the line, they're going for two to tie the game. It's going to be a tie, you know, preseason rules, but he gets his hand in there, knocks the ball away in the two point conversion and, you know, essentially seals it for the Patriots. A really good play, kind of the epitome of don't give up on it until, until the whistle blows. Gandy Golden was going down with the ball and he knocked it out. So good play by him. And then a little bit back to, uh, Henry Anderson, I think one of the big things with that, because we saw Montrevious Adams, who got a, a few million bucks to sign, he was playing with threes and fours. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're going to be able to play all those guys together. Like Henry Anderson and Dietrich Wise are similar players, right? And you're running a three-four system now to where you're only going to have one defensive end, and you're going to have a nose tackle, and you're going to have a defensive tackle on the other side, you know, with Judon, right? So You've got Godshow in the middle. You've got Guy and Judon on one side. So you need you, – you only have one spot for Wise or, or Anderson. So Wise got the majority of the reps with the ones, and then Anderson ends up with the twos and the threes. If that has something to do with him making the roster, I don't know. But I think it, it was more of a let's play you in a spot that we're going to play you during the season, and that's just going to kind of have to happen with the twos and the threes tonight. Yeah, Maybe I'm wrong. You know, I don't and know on the that's flip side, too, on, on Williams, like – He's a guy who's had a terrible camp so far. Every time you look up, he's getting dusted. He was a guy who I thought had a pretty nice game tonight. I know we talked about it. You guys probably noticed it a little bit more than me. But looking back on it, I think he was pretty solid. Obviously, flashed his versatility. Um, I always thought he'd be a safety and kind of take that chung roll. And then Duggar and Phillips came around. So he was on the outside looking in like he was at the cornerback position. But that's a fringe guy trying to make his way on the roster and compete for snaps. Nice job. On the flip side, a guy who did have a really good camp and has been out to a hot start was a complete non-factor. Nikhil Harry, who struggled once again to kind of put it all together on the field for game day. I think that's been his MO since he's been in the league. Uh, had a 
big chance coming in tonight with Nelson Aguilar being out. Uh, I think he was the, was on the field for the uh, as a starter with Cam Newton. Played the first one three target, quarters. one catch for four yards. I mean, like it's just been the it has been the summary of his career here, right? You see him flash in practice. You see him make some plays where you're like, oh, he's there. And I know Keegan, you're kind of rooting for him. And I think, um, you know, I, I know that you feel there's a role for him on this team. But tonight was, like I said, more of the same from him, kind of struggling to put it all together in game day. Yeah, it, I'm like the resident Nikhil Harry truther here. But I, I, I like to think that I'm, I'm a little bit in the middle in the fact that I know he shouldn't have been drafted in the first round. And he, he the expectations that people had for him were ridiculous, right? But I think, you know, the way, the where I come from is just because you drafted him in the first round, he hasn't met those expectations doesn't mean you give up on him and, and get rid of him. Still a good has the ability to be a good player. So find a role, figure it out. Like, right. It's the Patriots. They figure out what to do with people. That's what they do, right? So, um, and, and for him tonight, third play of the game, wide open on a post route, dusted uh, I, Kyle Fuller, Kendall Fuller, one of the Fuller brothers, whoever's in Washington, I believe, dusted him wide open on a, on a post. Cam Newton dumps it off to Jacoby Myers, I believe, for like eight yards, you know, which is nice. You got eight yards out of it. And it's not going to show up on the stat sheet for Nikhil Harris, so everybody's going to shit all over him. But, you know, had a moment there, right, where if he catches that ball, it's a completely different night. Everybody thinks it was a completely different night, right? Right. But obviously, that's not how things work. You can't just take every time somebody was open and count it as a win, right? So um, I agree with you. He he was their best wide receiver so far this camp and didn't do anything, right? He caught a crosser over the middle that was designed to get him the ball and, and get him out in space. Showed a little bit more wiggle than we're used to seeing. It, I mean, last year he gets tackled behind the line of scrimmage there. He ran backwards and then ended up getting, you know, positive yardage out of it, which was surprising. Um, but, yeah, you were right. He he just hasn't been able to find a way to take advantage of the in-game opportunities. Um, I, I agree with you 100%. And that it sucks to see because – you see it at practice and you know that it's there and it's just not coming through. So um, I know you wanted me to argue with you on that one, but yeah, I agree. I mean, listen to, to paraphrase the, uh, the great, uh, what's his name? Keyshawn Johnson. The great. Throw him the damn ball. Just throw him the ball. I don't care if he's covered. I don't care if he's a two guys. At some point, you just got to throw him the ball and just see what happens. You know, because right now it's like you're not giving him you're not giving him opportunities on the field, sure, but you're not even looking his way. You're not even throwing the ball anywhere near him, and it's just like at a certain point, why is he even on the team if we're not going to throw it to him? It just doesn't make any sense. And so, like, it's frustrating for me when he's out there for three quarters and they don't throw they throw him once on a crossing route. It just doesn't like and that's were, not what you're looking for, man. Like, there was a moment during the, the game. Where I felt like his agent, like they're at the the seventeen yard line, going into right. the end zone in the red zone. He's lined up by himself on an island. They're on the opposite hash. He's all the way split out wide. Perfect opportunity. Throw him a back shoulder ball to the front pylon, and see what happens. It's preseason. Like that's what right. we're here for. We're here right. to see. You think that you're a dominant receiver at the point of attack? Here's your chance to show us. Yeah. And what do they do? They ran the ball twice and then threw a screen that got blown up and then they had to to kick a field goal. 
That's what happened, right? So Bro. it's another one of those situations where if you're looking for it, you'll find it. If you're not looking for it, Nikhil Harry sucks and he shouldn't have been a first-round pick, right? Like that's that's just the way things are. And it it sucks that that's the, that's the way you have to view things and that's the way people do view things, but it is what it is, right? So an, another situation, Pat mentioned it, I'll say it. You've got two more chances to either pump his worth up so you can trade him or actually find a role for him on the team. And if you don't do everything you can to do one of those two things, then you're failing not only him, but your your team. You're not doing what's in the best right. interest for your team like like they preach down there, right? So you've got two more preseason games, one against Philadelphia who has a, a horrendous secondary, another one against New York who has a really good secondary, right? So you get to see him against these two different levels, see what he can do, see what you can – kind of mold around him and, and see what kind of opportunities he can take advantage of. Um, coming out of this, I didn't even, I wasn't going to think about it for the rest of the night, but now I'm going to think about Nikhil Harry for a week, just seeing if they're going to figure it out for him. I don't think they will, but we'll see. It's just for, I mean, he plays more snaps than any other wide receiver and he gets one, one yep. target. It's just stupid. I mean, that's again, that's it's just the like, thing. Just give him the like, ball. Like we said, one catch, it was one target too. Like he right. can't throw himself the ball. Right. And and people are going to say, oh, well, he wasn't open. Well, well go watch because he was open. And that's part of it. Like he he wasn't open a ton, but he was open more than once. You know, right. so like it's not like he wasn't open at all. It's just that he wasn't open a ton. And and again, the type of receiver he is he doesn't have to be open to throw on the wall. But it is what it is. All right. You mentioned Don't the kicker. The of attack. <laughs> it's my my boy, Quinn Nordine. Uh, man. This boy has a leg on him. So uh, first kick, of course, I think like a 35-yarder or so, and he buries it over the net, like kicks it over the net. I don't think I've ever seen a kicker from not, you know, old extra point range, so like 25 yards, right? Old extra point range, it was at the 2, so they'd kick it at like the 10 or so. It would be like a 20-yard kick. I don't think I've ever seen a kicker like outside of that range in a game kick it over the net like that, just straight up over the net. Outrageous. Then going down the far end of the field, kicks a 50-yarder down the far end of the field. Well, I shouldn't say the far end of the field, the close, the close end of the field. He kicks it, a 50-yarder hit like halfway up the net and on a 50-yard field goal. The kid's leg is outrageous. Of course, he misses the extra point later on in the, in the game, but I don't know how you justify Nick Folk as your starting kicker. I know Nick Folk had a great year last year. I like Nick Folk. I know a lot of people like Nick Folk, but like after seeing him in the two in the two practices that were in the stadium, and then seeing him in this game, unless he completely falls apart, I don't know how this kid isn't your starting kicker. It's his job to lose at this point. I think um, that's a guy that's going to get picked up. He's obviously had a lot of success so far. You see it. Uh, I, yeah, I mean. The, the extra point, right? Bill Bill talked about it after uh, in the in the in the media room. Uh, you know, consistency's big there. He did miss one, but you know, we're happy with the product. I mean, he's gonna. They miss extra points all the time, uh, but I think the telltale sign was that fifty yarder, man. I mean, absolute boomer. Um, this kid's got a leg on him, and I yeah, it's it's, it's you know one of those undrafted gems that they'll find. Uh, I'm hoping. I mean, folks on the sideline, does he, you know, he struggled with back problems last year and um, 
kind of was curious if that that you know that happened again. But Nordine is uh, certainly, I think, the favorite to land that job. He's won it the last week and a half. Yeah, no, for sure, and that's the thing. Like he he just hasn't missed. Um, and you know, I mean, obviously he missed once this game, obviously, but like you know, he just in the leg. I mean, it's outrageous the kicking that he's done. I mean, even you know the the practice that was inside the stadium he hit from what 55 57 and then he and then he hits you know from 50 tonight so um you know it just it was great to see so we'll see we'll see what happens but again and like you said I, I think the big thing for me the big thing for me is that you're not going to be able to get him through he's not getting under the practice squad there's no chance right whereas I think Nick Folk He's older. He doesn't have the leg. Now, again, like, I think he was very accurate last year, but people look at their kickers and they want, like, that, you know, the sexy kicker that can kick super far. That's not Nick Folk. He's not. From 40 and in, he's money. But you're talking about 45 and above? Eh, it's a little shaky for him, right? And the team's going to look at that and say, nah, I don't want that guy. I'll pick up someone else who's younger or whatever. So I think at least where you can say to Nick Folk, hey, listen, we're going to cut you, but don't go anywhere, right? We might, you know, we might need you again. The kid might struggle or the kid might get hurt or whatever, and you might end up back over here. So um, so we'll see what happens. I just think that, you know, at this point, like you said, I don't know how the heck, you know, it's his job to lose, right? So so we'll see. Anyways, we lost, we lost Keegan over here, but anything you want to add at the end there? Uh, no. That's pretty much it. I mean, we, we touched upon all the kind of the major points of that game. Don't want to overreact too, too much, but I think overall it was a pretty good outing on both sides of the ball. And I think uh, a lot of people came away happy with, you know, both quarterbacks and kind of where they're at. So um, I can't believe it is one thirty in the morning. <laughs> I still have to write an article. I'm running off four hours of sleep from last night. So I'm going to be cranky tomorrow. Yep. Um, just Me too. I gotta, I gotta edit the pod and get it up. But so um, I'll be cranky too. Well, you know, oh. it is what it is. Pete's football's hey, back, football's right? Back. Football. Yeah, we just said it. Football's back. Yep. So that's it. So um, you know, hey, listen, thank you for listening again, guys. We appreciate it. We're uh, we're excited to be back. And look, I mean, next week. So next week, obviously, is the Philly game on Thursday night, but it doesn't start there. Monday and Tuesday in Philadelphia, there's gonna be joint practices. Um, that I feel like that almost matters more than the preseason games. So there's going to be a lot to glean. Of course, you know, we won't be there. It'll be in Philadelphia, but, um, you know, some exciting stuff happening there. And then of course, Thursday night will be the game Thursday night. I assume is going to be like, kind of like that third preseason game where you will see more of the starters for maybe a half or something. I don't know for sure. Don't quote me on that, but what are you going to do? So Anyways, thanks again for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, and we will um, – oh, wait. Wait. There he is. He's back. back. <laughs> All right. Oh, maybe not. His Wi-Fi just cut out again. So, anyways. <laughs> they, it's, I mean, we're getting kind of loopy here. It's almost 2 o'clock in the morning. So, uh, we appreciate you guys listening, and uh, and we will see you next week.